0: Full Ten Yards Podcast. Hello, 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 hello! Welcome into the first ever Full Ten Yards Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Rob Greenwood. You can find me on Twitter at ffbritballer, and of course, the show we've got a new handle. We are now the at F Ten Y Fantasy, so go add me and add the show as well. Uh, those of you recognising my voice, it's because we used to be called the Across the Fantasy Pond Podcast. We have moved. We uh, we're over at the Full Ten Yards now. We have merged with Tim Lee, Thomas, and the crew over there. We are uh, joining forces with them, trying to create a bigger and better platform for all of you fantasy fans, NFL fans, college fans, and there's also a betting uh, segment to the website and podcast as well with Adam Walford at um, I think he's touchdown tips. Uh, so so yeah, it's a fun time to be had by all. Um, I'd like to thank everyone who has previously listened to us uh, on the Across the Fantasy Pond and and yeah, welcome you in to the to the full ten yards family. Uh, it's just me on my own at the moment uh, for this podcast. We have a special guest all the way from America. Uh, we've got Steve Tarone. He's going to be joining me. Because uh, I thought, why? what better to start off, to kickstart the full fa- 10 yards fantasy podcast series? What? What's the best way to start it? And I thought, I know what, a mock draft. That'll get everyone involved, uh, get everyone a little bit excited as we're not far away from fantasy seasons now. What are we? Are We are late June. So, yeah, two months and uh, it'll all be kicking off, guys. So, uh, so, yeah, what a better way to start it with a mock draft and to, to do so, like I said, I've got Steve Taroni, host of the Hot Take podcast joining us. So we'll uh, yeah, we'll kick that off shortly. As for Z and Adil, they they will be joining me uh well, soonish I think. Uh, Z is in, in the process of moving house and and has got some stuff going on as well, Stains Staines Town I think it is. I think he'll correct me on that one. Um but yeah, he runs uh, that, that football club uh, media side. So he's he's had a busy off season. They've had a lot of changes there. Um but yeah, we don't talk about that football anyway. We talk about proper football, the NFL of course uh, but yeah they'll be joining me uh, within the next few weeks I am sure as we start to ramp up uh, the the well the the podcast and and also the website I've got to plug the website because there, there are some great things happening over at fulltenyards.com yardscom um, there's different segments go on there check out us we're at the fantasy uh, the fantasy section uh, it's just starting to get going now. We've got a few more articles going out I've got my my, my rankings uh, which will uh, spoiler alert are going to be updated in the next week so look at for those, uh, Lawrence as well. Uh, it's worth mentioning some of the guys uh, from the Cross Fantasy Pond. Uh, they have joined me over there as well. Uh, some of my writers. So, so yeah, not as not all is lost. Go over to 410yards.com and check that out. Uh, but also on the website, you'll find um, NFL section, it's like a general NFL section. You've got college, uh, like I mentioned with Lee. Uh, Lee's heading up that department. Um, and so, sort of looking forward to the future of the NFL and the players to look out for this year in college. Thomas heads up the Britball section of the website. Um, so we're, we're covering Britball as well. Uh, obviously, as we know, Britball is starting to take off a little bit in this country. Um, certainly, I've taken more of an interest this year as well. Uh, so so yeah, for, go check out our website. It's got pretty much everything on it. Adam Wolford from Touchdown Tips. He is our uh, resident betting expert. He will be there throughout the season giving you advice on where to bet, put your accumulators on, your over-unders, uh, all this stuff. Um, he's he's good at that. Um, he's got a pretty good hit rate. So he is well worth checking out as well. Um, that's the housekeeping over and done with. Uh, let's just head into some, uh, yeah, the some news. There must be something I can dig out here. Yeah, Topping the news today. Topping the
1: news today. News.
0: We might have moved over to the 14 yards, but our cheesy. Uh, intros and music drops have not I can assure you so don't worry about that. Uh, okay quick flick through the news uh, if we go more into depth in the news and the full 10 yards of a podcast proper which drops uh, on a Wednesday usually uh, so if you want more news go over there and listen to that podcast as well you'll hear my voice on there so don't worry you know I'm still there it's okay. Uh, anyway um <laughs> Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Uh, obviously, we know well. We don't know much what's going on there just yet, but he um, has been banned from attending team's training, uh, the training facility this offseason. He is scheduled to meet up with NFL officials on a Wednesday, so tomorrow. This is being recorded on Tuesday, so by the time you've heard this, you'll probably know what's going on a little bit more. Uh, who knows? Um, anyway, enough about that. Amari Cooper. He's aiming for two thousand yards receiving this year. I believe it when I see it, Amari Cooper. I don't think that will ever happen. To be quite honest, but positive news. You know, obviously he's the main target in in Dallas. Uh, Amari Cooper is a is a receiver who's been uh, hot and cold. He has a good game followed by three or four bad games. Does that change in Dallas? Maybe. Uh, you know, certainly was impressive um, for, for the end of last season uh, over there for the Cowboys. So, so yeah, he's he's one guy who's. I don't think it'll ever be a wide receiver one, uh, not in fantasy football, um, you know, on his team, obviously, but not, not in fantasy football. So 2,000 yards is a little bit excessive, if you ask uh, me. Um, Sony Michel is progressing quickly from a knee scope. Uh, there's a lot of traffic, as per usual, in the Patriots' backfield, um, obviously, with um, James White, uh, new rookie Damian Harris, Um yeah, so it'd be interesting to see. I think Sony Michel will be the ball carrier, will be the, the main guy. Uh, how much production will he get? Well, in PPR leagues, he doesn't get much through the air. That tends to be James White, Rex Burkhead. That's their kind of forte. Uh, not so much Sony Michel's. So uh, maybe in standard leagues, uh, he, he's going to be a good piece to put in your fantasy rosters. But PPR leagues, I kind of err on the side of caution uh, when it comes to him. Uh, Jerick McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, and Raheem Mostar will all make the 50. 50- 3-man roster in San Francisco uh, in San Francisco uh, not all can make the active for regular season games but Moster, Moster's spot is safe due to his contributions on special teams so that what that's telling you is Raheem Moster won't be a part of the rushing game uh, unless one of those other 3 uh, go down injured And the last little bit of news I wanted to bring your attention to was per Sharp Football, 42% of Bruce Arians' 2017 Cardinals pass plays came in four wide receiver sets, and the NFL average was only 5%. So Bruce Arians, basically, he loves to throw his four wide receiver sets out onto the field. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin obviously being the two to lead guys in Tampa Bay, but look out for Justin Watson and Brashard Perryman as potential sleepers. Brashard uh, Perriman, <laughs> we all know he's got bags of talent uh, lying there somewhere, uh, unable to, to get to the top of his game in Baltimore. Maybe the, a change of scenery is exactly what he needed. Um, I think he was was he at Cleveland last year. I think he was. And I think he was actually fairly good in a couple of games. So, so yeah, Brashard Perriman's starting to pick up a little bit of steam in the deep, deep, deep fantasy section, uh, deep, deep sleeper section, shall I say, of fantasy football. Uh, so, yeah, keep your eyes peeled but that will do us for the news like i said it's just a quick sort of two or three minutes uh just to, to braise over something to, to graze over braise is that do you bra- what do you braise? Do you braise turkeys? <laughs> I don't know where that came from anyway. Um, to, I think I was looking for greys. Not entirely sure with that one. Um, <laughs> just to, to look over just quickly the uh, the news and notes from around the league. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, the, this is the, the next, the untimed down, as Tim likes to say, uh, for, for this show. Um, it won't be too long. Is so so yeah, sit back and relax and uh, let's welcome Steve Taroni on. We've got Stephen Taroni on the phone. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. Um, Yeah, how's things going? How's the off-season treating you?
1: Pretty well, man. I I got married in May. Um, I am moving to a new apartment on Friday, and I'm about to start a new job. So a lot of changes, man. A lot of changes.
0: It all all happens at once, doesn't it, Bud? I had a I had the same sort of uh, year f- about two years ago. I got married and bought a house and all sorts. Uh, yeah, life comes at you quick, doesn't it? When them, them sort of things happen.
1: Yeah, man. And congrats, you have a brand new baby boy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um. He, we actually just done a podcast uh, about an hour ago, and uh, bless him, he was he was shouting all over the place. But uh, he's all good. He did we didn't quite pick it up the microphone, but it's quite funny to hear him when he's like that. It's, he's he's uh, he's awesome.
1: He was probably trying to just tell you how cool Andrew Luck is and how great of a fantasy he's gonna have.
0: Of course, of course. Well, he's actually, I've actually bought him his first ever jersey. Uh, it's actually a, a throwback Peyton Manning indie jersey. So uh, yeah, it is, it's he's, uh, he's good to go. That that will fit him as the season rolls around. So uh, already looking <laughs> forward to it a Sunday evening sitting down watching watching the Colts with the boy. Very nice. How's uh, how's married life then, man?
1: Oh, it's uh, it's pretty excellent, you know. Um, I uh, I have a partner in crime, you know. I, my responsibilities, while they've increased, they've also lessened. my I think, you know i can get my way out of things like oh you know hey look i gotta get home to the wife and that sounds a lot (laughs) that sounds a lot better than i gotta get home to the girlfriend you know
0: (laughs) yeah exactly man yeah you gotta lap that up as well um you know we get you know we're getting older you know these excuses uh, come in handy sometimes right
1: (laughs) exactly yeah you gotta take advantage
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome well without further ado um let's head in to this mock draft um we have i've set it up today to be uh, a 12 man uh, 0.5 ppr pretty standard setup um one qb two running backs two wide receivers tight end flex uh defense and a kicker with five bench spots um so what we'll do steven is uh we've got a couple of a couple of the writers uh from the full 10 yards that are joining us today just lawrence and andy uh they're going to be joining us and uh for the draft so um uh, We'll get them in and involved. Um, what we'll do is we'll go through the first sort of five or six rounds, a little bit of depth. Just spend a couple of minutes on each pick um, and sort of our outlook. Who who do we like? Uh, who we passing off, etc. Um, but then f- from there, we'll uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, see how it goes. And then after the sort of seventh, eighth round, we'll probably fly through a bit quicker. Does that sound good to you?
1: Perfect, man. Yeah, I'm ready
0: to rock awesome let's get the show on the road um lawrence is on the clock one one and he has picked saquon barkley uh, oh i should have mentioned that it's um i am drafting from the two spot and you are drafting from the three spot so it's going to be very interesting later on in the draft to see our sleeper picks uh and 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 if we can steal one off another that would be quite uh, quite good to see um in the two slot, I'm going to go for my uh, my one overall player this year. That's uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he is absolutely money, in my opinion. Um, so let me go ahead and pause that for you, Stephen, while you take me through uh, who you like out of McCaffrey and Kamara, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, with these top running backs at this spot, uh, you know, if you have like the top five picks, you're definitely going to try to go for a running back for the most part. Um, and then start thinking about a wide receiver at like six, seven, eight. So these top running backs are just well up beyond uh, um, you know any other wide receiver option because they get you 200 carries plus, and they also are going to get you uh, you know all the targets in the receiving game. Um, so that's why I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey um, because he's bound to get uh, over 100 targets again. Uh, like he did in 2018, along with the 200 carries, and of course you know that fantasy football is all about opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. I love Christian happy this year.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think um, you can't go wrong really with that pick with um, any of the top four picks. I think this is where you want to be uh, in in the fantasy drafts. So I, I think once you go through them first four picks, there is definitely a teardrop, isn't there?
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, you get the running backs that don't do the pass-catching as much, or they just don't have uh, the uh, the sustained uh, capability in the rushing game. But here we have the workhorse running backs uh, in the top five picks. Of course, Melvin Gordon went off the board at number five, and then David Johnson at number seven. So yep. you kind of lose that, that, that workhorse uh, capability once you get into the late second round third round.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like you said, Stephen. Uh, Melvin Gordon went off uh, 105, and then uh, first wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins came off the board. David Johnson, and then Julio Jones, Dav- Devontae Adams. Uh, then back to the running backs: Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, and then Juju Smith-Schuster, rounding off the uh, first round at 112. Uh, so coming back on ourselves, then Michael Thomas and OBJ were the next two off the board. Um, James Conner running back, and then Todd Gurley, who is um, what's your, what's your thoughts on Todd Gurley, real quick here, Stephen?
1: Oh man, if I'm in the second round, I'm drafting him. Um, yeah. If he falls to me at like if he fell to me right now, uh, I would obviously draft him. But I think that uh, most of the fantasy community is not letting him fall too far. I think at the two hundred four where he just went, look, if there was no injury, he would be the number one overall pick. So yeah, exactly. He would look you're looking at perceived value at that 2.4. Um, I understand they're going to manage him, but that doesn't mean that he's going to go away completely. So I think the 2.04, is going to get value.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I saw a stat that if he if he has 25% of the workload that he had last year, he still work, ends up, ends up as, a, as the RB6, I believe, or RB5. Um, yes. So, you know, it, it, yes, he's going to be probably struggling in the fourth quarter yes he's going to struggle towards the end of the season potentially uh, Mm -hmm. but he's not going to be completely limited this is not a tear you're talking about this is not an ACL or MCL this is it's arthritis it is what it is it will get progressively worse as the season goes on no doubt but the guy is still a nailed on top 10 running back so don't sleep on him guys if you if you've got the chance to pick him up in the second round especially the mid to late second round go for it absolutely pick him up um after Todd Gurley, two wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans, off the board. Then two running backs, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. So there's a little bit of a uh, 2 2 2 2 here going on the running backs and wide receivers. Um, before we get broken up with Travis Kelsey, who's been drafted at the 209 slot. So, Stephen, it's now on to you. Uh, what are your choices here? Who are you looking at?
1: So, Evans, Antonio Brown, Nick Chubb, and Travis Kelsey. All would you guys that I would consider this T10. They all go. Um, Travis Kelsey, I was hoping, fell to me. He did not. So now I'm in this position because I love drafting wide receiver heavy, I mean, including my drafts. I usually go wide receiver, wide receiver, and I even might go into that third round and just go three straight wide receivers. So that's how I draft. Um, I think that's against the grain, and I think that usually becomes advantageous to me the way I play fantasy football. Now, I've already gone running back and there's receivers here that I don't really like as my number one Mm -hmm. I mean T.Y. Hilton your boy obviously is a great receiver but I don't necessarily love him as my one Adam Thielen a great pick here but I think I'm gonna go running back and actually do something I don't usually do and I'm gonna get my RB11 overall and I'm going to go Leonard Fournette. So I'm actually going to draft Leonard Fournette and go running back, running back. Um, I think that that is kind of a jump for Fournette. Most people aren't taking him at the late second round. He's falling. But uh, to me, he's the best on the board, and uh, I think he's in for a good year.
0: Yeah, I, I can't disagree with it too much. I think uh, the niggling injuries worry me slightly. Yes. Uh, I think Jacksonville as a whole worries me slightly. But I think at 210, I think it's a it's a, it's a solid pick. Uh, I don't think there's a, a wrong or a right pick here uh, when Leonard Fournette is involved. So I think it's spot on for where he should be drafted. Um, and yeah, you can't go wrong with Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette knowing that you've got a pick in five picks time where you can probably grab your first wide receiver, right?
1: Exactly. Yes, yeah. so I'm holding out on one of these receivers, but uh, mm-hmm. that is my plan right
0: now. Okay, but before then, I have got two picks ahead of me. Uh, I tell you where I am out. I had obviously Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. Um, and now, contrary to to your uh, the way you draft, Stephen, I like to go running back, running back mostly every mock draft that I've done this year I've gone running back running back um, I think it's mainly because over the last couple of years uh, I, I seem to have missed out on having running backs and last year I really struggled in a lot of my leagues I didn't have enough depth at running back so I may have gone overboard a little bit this year on the on the running backs and in fact yesterday we did a, a team mock draft for full 10 yards and I actually drafted four running backs um, back-to-back from uh, rounds one till four which was a little bit extreme I understand Um, but nonetheless I am I am going to pick another uh, running back here everybody knows it's it's my favorite uh, guy to talk about this year it's it's Devonta Freeman and I I know there's a lot of question marks over Devonta Freeman um, but for me starting uh, playing 61 out of 64 games in his first four years doesn't show me that he's injury-prone. I know he's had a couple of niggles, a couple of concussions, which you have to be wary of. I think he's in one of the uh, bounce-back uh, bounce back candidates uh, in, in ways of offense at Atlanta. I think are going to be much better. Uh, I think they're, they as a team are just going to perform much better. And I think without Tevin Coleman there, Devonta Freeman, this is his role, this is his time to shine. And I'm all in on Devonta Freeman this year. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Devonta Freeman.
1: Oh, I love him. Uh, I love Freeman and I love Bornette this year. They uh-huh. both slipping in drafts. You can probably get them in the mid third round, late third round. And this draft is a little unique, uh, that they're both going in the second round. I haven't seen that at all. Uh, but I think they should be valued as such. I, I think that, you know, you're getting a workhorse type of running back. Devonta Freeman on a high powered offense. Uh, Freeman has every good 1 of all the guys that we're talking about right here. Uh, yeah. In the
0: yeah, I'm glad someone agrees with me. Lawrence I think it's the first time I've spoke to someone who agrees with me with Devonta Freeman. So, uh, so thanks for that. Um oh, off- yeah, he's
1: he's a workhorse back. He can he's a great receiver out of the backfield. Uh, he is the best receiving back right now in Atlanta uh, with Tevin Coleman out of town, So you know it wheels up with Devonte Freeman. He's going to be a great value. I see him sit to the fourth round sometimes. Some of these marks it's unreal. Uh, but yeah. This- that he's getting, so yeah, that's
0: they pick. a think it's great pick. Yeah, uh, okay. So after I went with Devonta Freeman, Damian Williams came off the board. Uh, now we're just waiting for Lawrence's third, round, uh, first pick in the third round to come in. Uh, I'll tell you where I'm at uh, drafting at three oh two here. Um, I've got two running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Devonta Freeman. So the obvious thing to do right now is to pick up a wide receiver on the board. TY Hilton's still there, or he's just made his pick. He picked Adam Thielen, which is Mm. interesting to me because I'm not picking up Adam Thielen anywhere. So that doesn't bother me that one. Um, (laughs) So the obvious choice for me to go here would be to go to wide receiver. Um, ty hilton is the first off the board as an indianapolis fan that is very very tempting uh keenan allen is also available and i've been a big keenan Allen fan for the last couple of years however i am going to go against the grain and again like i said earlier i have been going running back running back running back and i'm going to do it again because mm. i just love 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 carry on johnson mm.
1: very good pick. yeah uh carry on is definitely someone i would consider here um Again, being the third you know, in this three spot, you're, I'm not going to get a lot of carry-on, and I'm going to accept that because he's not going to slip to that 4-0-3. He's more of a late-round third-round pick. So you knew that you weren't going to see him again. Um, exactly. So th- that's a great pick. Um, I think he has a great chance of being an RB1 this year. Um, I love keep track and carry-on Johnson, especially if I go wide receiver, wide receiver. Carry-on Johnson in the third round for me makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you went carry on, however, because I thought you were going to take my guy, AJ Green, and (laughs) since I haven't drafted a wide receiver yet, I feel comfortable drafting a guy who I know when he's on the field is a perennial wide receiver one. He's dominant, he gets the 50-50 balls, he can run all the routes, Um, he's still a dominant player. So I feel comfortable having AJ Green with my wide receiver one, even though I get him in the third round, which means, look, if you went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, AJ Green could be your third wide receiver. It's unreal.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I do agree with you uh, to a certain extent, but I must admit I am very low on AJ Green this year. Uh, I wrote an article, go check it out on the Full Ten yardscom uh, not so long ago on why AJ Green was my, at the time, he was my wide receiver 27. Believe it or not, Stephen. Yes. Um, um. He has risen up since. I have done some adjusting and he's now currently at wide receiver 21. But honestly, I don't think he's going to go much higher. The injury really, really worries me. Uh, the uh, um, uh, coming back, I think it was Turf Toe, wasn't it, that he's, he suffered last year, um, pivotal for him at 30 years old, and looking at the players around him who were successful when he was successful, Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas, and look where their careers have gone. I just wonder if this is the start of the downturn for AJ Green. We know Dalton isn't the greatest of quarterbacks. However, what I will say to you is there is tremendous upside still with a receiver that's done it year on, year out. So for me... I'm not a fan of A.J. Green, but I can completely understand how people are because he is the biggest name in that offense.
1: To your points, I would feel way more comfortable with drafting A.J. Green if he was my wide receiver three as opposed to my wide receiver one. Sure. However, in the 8 games Green played last year, he was the wide receiver seven overall. So if I'm getting that kind of production, even if he plays eight games, I feel good about it. I'm not saying I'm drafting him to play eight games. I want a full 16. But even if it plays eight, I feel like I'm getting a lot of production that I can replace down the line. Um, it's really about kind of setting up your team for
0: success in those first few weeks and figuring out what's going to win you the championship. Sure. Uh, uh, so I'll- Okay, let me just uh, flip through what went on after A.J. Green. So uh, straight after A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton came off the board. And then our second tight end, Zach Ertz at 3.05, was followed by Amari Cooper. Um, So there was a bit of a break there before the running backs started to come back into play, where Marlon Mack went, who um, obviously a big opportunity for him this year in Indy. Keenan Allen was after him, so he fell, man, 3.0. Three eight—that's a—that's the longest I've seen Keenan Allen fall for a long while in a twelve-man league. Um, and, and that team, interestingly enough, has gone wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I would say pick up Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs. That is how you do zero RB, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, after Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Henry, before our first quarterback come off the board at three eleven, and it's no surprise who it's going to be it's Patrick Mahomes uh, he was followed by Brandon Cooks at the end of the third round and Aaron Jones running back from Green Bay picked up the fourth round with George Kittle our third tight end off the board at 4-2 uh, Julian Edelman David Montgomery Stefan Diggs uh, was the next three off the board um, and then a mini run on, on the, that last kind of uh, mid tier running back for me Mark Ingram Sony Michelle and Philip Lindsay went back to back four six four seven four eight 6 4 and just before you, Stephen uh, Robert Woods went off the board. So tell us where you're at. You've got Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette and AJ Green. What are you playing here?
1: If David Montgomery built me, I was going to take my fourth pick. Um, Definitely. That is a great pick, fourth four. four. Um, I think that you're going to start seeing him go higher and higher, uh, especially once preseason rolls around know, and everyone yep. realizes that he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, so David Montgomery is going into that Jordan Howard role. I would take him in the fourth round all day. So now I have a decision to make. Um, and it's between a couple guys here. Um, and I think that I'm going to play the game here. I'm going to see if I can double up. So I'm going to get Kenyon Drake right here. Mm-hmm. I like Kenyon Drake because he is past catching back in Miami right now. And he in store for the majority of touches uh, in that backfield. Now, Kael Bellage is someone who I'm drafting at the end of drafts. I think that he has a great opportunity as well. But Kenyon, Drake is a more explosive back, he's more talented back, and he is the pass catcher there. So I think I'm getting someone with you know the upside of 220-240 touches.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And at 4'10", I think that's actually a, a pretty good steal. Um, the, the, the running backs that have gone before him, Philip Lindsay, Sonny Michel, Mark Ingram, I would personally take Kenyon Drake before all three of them. Um, wow. I just think, yeah, like you said, the opportunity is there. People forget that last year he was really productive in the receiving game. He had 53 receptions for 477 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, Come on, guys, that's that's really good uh, for a running back, especially in a team like Miami. So I, I could see a world where Kenyon Drake is a, a David Johnson type of player. I'm not saying he's as good as David Johnson, but in that offense, I could see everything going through him because I don't trust Devonta Parker. I don't think Kenny Stills is good enough. I'm Still, Drury's out on Albert Wilson for me. Mike Jasicki showed me nothing last year. So there is, you know, there is every chance for Kenyon Drake to be the main guy uh, especially in the receiving game, and it wouldn't surprise me. So for PPR or point five PPR, like we're in now, that's a fantastic, fantastic pick.
1: Yeah, you're right. They need playmakers, and they they have to find who's gonna you know be the most explosive player for them. And most likely is Kenya Drake.
0: Yep. Uh, Okay, so I have given in, and I have drafted my first wide receiver off the board, and it's all about upside for me. It's a guy that I think is going to get absolutely peppered with targets because I don't really see any immediate danger for him, and that is Kenny Galladay out of Detroit. Um, For me, Detroit aren't the best team in the league, don't get me wrong. I think last year was a bit of an outlier just because... Uh, Matthew Stafford, um, it's been released today or yesterday, the news that he was playing with a broken back. Uh, The stats showed as well before week seven, uh, he threw multiple games over 250 yards. And after week seven, he threw no games over 250 yards. So I really think that was a pivotal moment for the lions uh, when when Stafford went down with that injury um so i think the upside is there for kenny golliday being the lead guy being the the big target with all those fantastic routes that he runs um i think he could be a really good nice piece in fantasy football i love it good stuff uh, andrew luck just went off the board at four 12 um and again we're just waiting for uh, lawrence's fifth round pick um so without giving too much away stephen because obviously i am drafting just in front of you uh is there a couple of players you've got your eyes on now or uh i'll tell you where i am at um i think i'm gonna to have to go wide receiver again having a look at the, the board and for me it's a toss-up between mike williams and calvin ridley Those
1: are both. Great options. Um, I am hoping that Tyreek Hill makes it to me, which I think he will. I'm gonna pull the trigger on Tyreek Hill. Yeah,
0: they, I am steering well clear. So if he if he gets to to my pick, you know for a fact that he's coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and most
1: people are, and I get it. I mean, he's gonna be suspended. Uh, it could be six games, it could be eight games. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, it's about setting up your team for success early on. And then walking into a championship with the best team you can. You exactly. know that Phil's gonna play you know in those last, you know, whatever game. I mean, we don't know. We really don't. He's suspended for the whole season. It's a huge risk. But yeah, I'm kind of banking on the fact that I think he's gonna be suspended for six or eighth game, in which case, look, I have a great wide receiver at the end of the game.
0: Uh, he is uh, I think uh, my understanding is that he's going for a meeting on Wednesday I believe Uh, now this is being recorded on Tuesday but released on Thursday so uh, by Thursday we might have some more clarity on the situation this might look like a a bit of a silly pick but it might also look like a great pick uh, for you Stephen so uh, let me go ahead and take my pick here Um, Cooper Cup just went off the board Uh, so yeah between it's between Calvin Ridley and Mike Williams I have them very very similar in my rankings I'm just going to uh, quickly check on my rankings. Why or I...
1: Going uh, back to uh, your pick with Kenny Galladay and Matthew Stafford, yeah, I mean there was seven straight seasons of Matthew Stafford going for over 4,200 uh, 4, yards Yeah, uh, and last season, of course uh, 3,700 3,777 with only 21 touchdowns, which he hadn't done uh, since 2012 um, so I think there's going to be regression to the meme for Matthew Stafford. I think that be, he's a great, actually, like late round, like literally your last round pick. He's going to draft Matthew Stafford. I think that he's going to be a good pick. I, see, the,
0: it's so difficult for me to, to, to rank Matthew Stafford because although I think he's going to throw a ton to Kenny Gonadale, and yes, and I think he's going to utilize Kerryon Johnson. At the same time, I can't see anyone else in that offense who's going to be overutilized. I'm not a massive Marvin Jones fan. I'm not a, not massive on Danny Amendola, but, yes, he can have some targets. I can't see TJ Hawkinson breaking out in his rookie year. So that, for me, they're really skinny in the offense. So where else do you see Matt Stafford throwing those, you know, let's say Kenny Golladay gets just over 1,000 yards and on gets, what, 400 yards? where's the other 3,000 yards coming from
1: well I see Marvin Jones being uh, used I see TJ Hawkinson you know having a good season he's got Jesse James they like to use the two tight ends uh well they're gonna start using two yeah tight ends. They're have they to. got they are because it's basically Patriots 2.0 so look you can't expect the kind of production that Tom Brady had for years but you can expect um, uh, uh, what the style of offense that they run is. It's a two tight end. They like to get the balls to the back. They play small ball at the slot. Danny Amendola, Um They have Jermaine Kurse, who's going to play the slot as well. So that's why they got Jermaine Kurse in there. They want him to play the slot. They want Danny and to work in the slot. And then you have the two big guys on the outside and Marvin Jones and uh, Kenny Galladay. I think that, you know, Marvin Jones could be a guy who gets like 750 yards. Mm-hmm. You can get 750 yards, seven touchdowns, something like that. Um, yeah. So there's some talent out there, and I think Carry on Johnson is going to help him a lot. Uh,
0: they're going to utilize
1: him more in the passing game. I think he can get five to 600
0: yards passing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's true. Sure. Yeah, I, absolutely. I would say, um, Again, my uh, I'm in the middle of just doing my projections at the moment. I've done my June projections, but everything changes as we go into July. And uh, Matthew Stafford is one that I've sort of scratched my head at because uh, I, I, I like it, but I'm not sure where I like it, Does <laughs> that makes sense. I no,
1: I get it. Man. Yeah. Uh, okay,
0: so I did end up going for Mike Williams, as I have him three uh, places higher in my rankings uh, than Calvin Ridley. You took uh, Tariq Hill. So after that, uh, Chris Carson went off the board, who uh, at 5-4 could be an absolutely steal in this draft. Uh, And one of my favorite uh, sort of mid-round targets, Jarvis Landry. I know OBJ is in Cleveland, guys, but Jarvis Landry is a PPR machine, even in 0.5 PPR. He's going to get so many targets. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to take the, the pressure off. He's going to take the, the main coverage uh, which will open up Jarvis in, the, in his slot role where we know he's productive. I, I, I absolutely love that pick. Um, OJ Howard uh, off the board. Um, Aaron Rodgers, our third quarterback off the board in at 5'7". Uh, then Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, Chris Godwin, so a little run on wide receivers. Uh, Tariq Cohen, James White, Darius Geist so we're talking the next sort of tier of running back Uh, now uh, Sammy Watkins after that then the back-to-back quarterbacks uh, Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield Steve, do you you ever pull the trigger this early for a quarterback or you're a late-round guy?
1: I'm a late-round guy typically but uh, if Baker fails to right here I might consider him or Deshaun Watson I I definitely might consider him Uh, but there's no quarterback that I'm eyeing at this point in the draft
0: sure. Uh, Hunter Henry went after them. Jarrell um, Henderson, obviously the backup for LA Rams. Uh, it was the f- kind of the first backup off the board as far as i'm aware well tariq cohen and james white i guess Um, but they have different roles uh dj moore tyler boyd and robbie anson three hot property wide receivers off the board just in front of you steven so uh yeah shoot where are you at right now you have christian mccaffrey leonard Fournette, aj green uh, kenyon drake and Tariq hill where where are you looking
1: so typically why i like drafting wide receivers early especially this year is because around this time I like the running back, like I like Kevin Coleman, I like Lamar Miller, uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, Latavius Murray, all all guys, Miles Sanders, all guys that I would like on my roster. Um I'm kind of buying more and more into Kevin Coleman because we saw reports that there's gonna be one running back not on the roster on any given week. Um and that's kind of telling me like hey, Jared McKinnah might not be that helpful. Um for he most of you know has a spot on that because he's a great stuff. yeah So sure. in 4- 49ers, uh, you know, in the landscape of running backs, Evan Coleman looks like kind of a lot. Um, so I'm yeah. an him here at the 6'10", um, but I'm also looking at Evan Ingram, and the way I'm viewing Evan Ingram this year, he's kind of in a tier of like O.J. Howard and Hunter Henry. So when you're drafting tiers, you want like, the most value. If they're all in the same tier, he yep. the last one of those guys. and have Megan sitting here at 6'10", so I am considering him as well. Um, yeah, this is tough here, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go I'm actually going to go Tevin Coleman. So I'm going to draft Tevin Coleman because I think that he has a nice role paid for him uh, in this 49ers offense. I think that Kyle Shanahan trusts him and he's going to be the majority shareholder of this backfield, which means a lot of receptions.
0: Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. I, I I, love your take on on the San Francisco 49ers there, and I, I do agree with you. I think Tevin Coleman is going to be the most productive there, so there's a great pick. Um, but yeah, picking up your, your point here, out of Lamar Miller, Rashad Penny, Jordan Howard, and yeah, possibly Latavius Murray, even though he's more of a backup, um, I am, I'm, I'd be happy drafting any three of these guys i know i've got a pick in three times i've got this pick and then after another two i've got another pick so considering i'm happy with either lamar miller richard penny or jordan howard i'm going to let the running backs roll and see who i end up with in the next round um there's a guy here that i really really love at wide receiver Uh, there's still some really really good wide receivers on the board um alshon jeffrey Will Fuller, Christian Kirk, Alan Robinson, Dante Pettis, and Nikhil Harry, Sterling Shepard, DK Metcalf. I mean, these guys are still, you know, these are going to be productive. This is why I like going three running backs first because you're tying up those. Yeah. Uh, those uh, workhorse guys, I've got Ezekiel Elliott, Fonda Freeman, On Johnson. I've got my workhorse guys. I can now relax on the running backs. Um, if I wanted to draft a quarterback now, I could do. If I wanted to draft a tight end now, I could do. I'm fairly happy with my team, but there's so much talent on wide receiver right now. I am going to shoot for. i I'm going to go for Alshon Jeffrey just because I think it's an absolute value here. I was going to go for Christian Kirk, because I love his upside, and uh, um, Dante Pettis is upside as well. But just because Alshon Jeffrey is the biggest name, and he has somehow managed to fall to six eleven, I am going to go ahead and pick him up because I think that's pure value.
1: Yeah, I mean Alshon Jeffrey was a beast man back in his day. Uh, I don't know if those days are absolutely numbered just yet. I think he has a little bit left in the tank. But Alshon Jeffrey is one of my favorite receivers to draft.
0: Excellent job. Yeah. So um, as we wait for this turn to to come in i'm um, would say uh, if either miller penny or or howard go here i will take the third guy um, i'm happy to uh, to settle on those but again wide receiver i see i'm now tempted because there's so many good wide receivers i right. could i could potentially wait on running back to see if uh, ronald jones makes it back to me um, to see if Carlos Hyde makes it back to me because I'm not sold on Damian Williams this year. I think Carlos Hyde could have a big role in Kansas City. Um, I could take um, Dante Foreman. Adrian Peterson is still technically the starting running back, in my opinion, in Washington. So there's still some really good running backs on the board. And because there's so much value at wide receiver, I'm going to have to see who falls here. Uh, So Lamar Miller has just gone at 6-12 as we wait for the 7-1 pick to come in oh man yeah, this, this is decision a little easier right with Lamar
1: Miller going off the board yeah that was sure. considering.
0: I think yes Lamar I don't mind Lamar Miller especially in this spot because we're so like in the middle of rounds here Lamar Miller is the starting running back on the Houston Texans I, and I think in a dynasty league I don't think I'd be so keen on Lamar Miller because I don't know where his future holds but this season I don't think you can go wrong at 6-12 for Lamar Miller um how, however if it was if, if all three of those running backs are on on the clock for me i think i'd probably go for jordan howard just because i'm not sold on miles sanders at the moment he's having a tough training camp i think he's injured um so you know jordan howard that's his role at the moment and we know what he can do He's he's, he's rushed for a thousand yards for three years now on the on a row um so, yeah, he'd probably be my pick. Um, man, this this next pick for me is going to be tough. Uh, Rashad Penny has just gone off the board. So that does leave me with the head-scratching uh, opportunity of drafting either Jordan Howard, uh, Christian Kirk, or Dante Pellis. Oh, man. And there's still Alan Robinson still on the board as well. Oh, dear. I'm going to have to... Um, let me revisit my team. I've got Ezekiel Elliott, Devonta Freeman, and Kerryon Johnson, uh, Kenny Galladay, Mike Williams... Alshon Jeffrey, ah man! <laughs> I,
1: love, I love your running backs. Those two, those top three running backs are great.
0: Yeah, so maybe you know what? I am going to go for. Uh, I'm going to go for Jordan Howard just because I think uh, position scarcity, there's not too many decent running backs on the board. I know I've just listed off three or four. They could easily go before my next pick. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and wrap that position up. Now, I don't have to worry about running back for the rest of the draft. I've got four good guys that I'm I'm more than happy with. Um, I can now look for upside guys at wide receiver or I can go to my other positions. Um, So, Steve, that leaves you. Um, I don't know whether I just stole your pick there. I wasn't sure what you thought of Jordan Howard. Uh, But McCaffrey, Fournette, Drake, and Coleman are your running backs. AJ Green and Tyreek Hill are your wide receivers. I would only assume that you're going to go for wide receiver here knowing that AJ Green is your number one guy and Tyreek Hill may well be suspended. Yes,
1: exactly. I mean Jordan Howard's something someone I can would consider if I went wide receiver heavy early. Yep. I think Jordan Howard is a great like no uh zero R D guy. Um, but if you have enough depth, I don't think you need to go and get Jordan Howard. Um so I'm in between Christian Kirk and Alan Robinson. So I Sterling Shepard is, is pretty
0: high on my rankings actually. He's, yeah, mine too.
1: Yeah, he was actually a wide receiver twenty four. So he's a wide receiver two for me. Um, I think I'm going to adjust that. He's going to slip a little bit. Uh, like last season, he was wide receiver wide receiver twenty nine. I mm-hmm. see, I see positive regression, or I guess say just progression. Yes. For Sterling Shepherd, and so I think that he could be around that range. But Christian Kirk's a big play guy, and if this Arizona Cardinals offense, as advertised, Christian Kirk is the big play threat in this offense. Mm-hmm. All- so, between him and Alan Robinson,
0: I, I will I, I I will help you out here massively okay. by te- by telling you that I have Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, Sterling Shepard, and Alan Rob well Alan Robinson first. Uh, Alan Robinson, Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, and Sterling Shepard are back to back to back to back in my rankings. So that is going to help you out tremendously, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: or not at all because they're all punched up in the same
0: spot, right? Like yeah. it's
1: kind of like pick and choose which one you want. And I'm going to go with Alan Robinson. This is a guy who I've drafted pretty consistently in the offseason. I think this, he's going to improve in the second year in Matt Nagy's offense. He's the number one guy over there. They like to spread the ball around Chicago. That's the only, I think, knock you could say is that there's a lot of mouths to feed. You know, that whole cliche, right? A lot of mouths to feed. But yeah. Alan Robinson is a touchdown scorer. Uh, he's a big receiver. And I like to have that on my team, uh, paired up with an AJ Green. So if AJ Green can't be that, whatever whatever Alan
0: Robinson can step in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so after Alan Robinson, we saw... Uh, let me just pull the draft. Alan Robinson, we saw Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, and Jameis Winston go off the board three quarterbacks in a row. And I must admit, I hate the fact that Jameis Winston's gone off the board because he was my guy. I was going to pick him up in the eighth or ninth round. Yeah. Um, Evan Engram is off the board tight end. Uh latavius murray Miles sanders then christian kirk fell all the way to 710 that is an absolute steal for that team uh will fuller eric ebron drew Brees, kareem hunt jared cook vance mcdonald uh, cam newton and then dante pettis oh man he was so close to falling back to us uh dante pettis dk metcalf and, and kill harry oh, i love first. all this Yeah, I do too. I would take any one of those on that list, I think. Um, This is a really good spot, around the 7th, 8th, around 6th, 7th, 8th round. You can pick up some really good values uh, in these rounds. Uh, The first defense off the board in the 8th round, Chicago Bears. No surprises that they're the first guys off. Uh, Okay, Stephen, take me through your options here.
1: Well, I'm not drafting a defense, uh, so spoiler (laughs) alert there. Uh, But I would definitely have taken Pettis or Harry at eight ten if they were here. I mentioned Sterling Shepherd. Look, I think he's gonna be in line for a good season. There's another wide receiver who we just talked about today on the Hot Day podcast. I did like a little uh this guy or that guy with play. Mm-hmm. And we showed between Sterling Shepherd and this other receiver. And we actually talked ourselves into this other receiver. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna play the game again. I'm gonna draft Sterling Shepherd. And I'm also considering Louis Drewman in this spot, I must say because so I think Louis is gonna have a decent Season um, with uh, Philip Lindsay. I think both of those guys can have uh, standalone value. Yeah. I'm going to have Sterling Shepherd here and bolster my wide receiver core, and I'm going to try to get that second on the, uh, on the in the ninth round.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's not a bad pick at all. Um, I actually think that you stole my pick there, so thank you very much indeed, uh, Stephen. You know, just uh... it was bound to happen. Yeah, was, yeah, to be fair, we've done well to get round to the eighth round before it happened, to be fair. Uh, so, yeah, well played. Um, now, where am I going here? Because I've, I've got four running backs, uh, three receivers. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to flick. Uh, we've just had a big run of quarterbacks. So I'm just going to flick onto the quarterbacks to see who's available. Uh, Wentz, um, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Josh Allen, Dak, Dak Prescott. See, this is why you draft a quarterback lake, people, because there is so many good quarterbacks left. And yet there's one, two. I mean, we are the only two teams that haven't drafted a quarterback. So there's not going to be another quarterback go off for a long while. Uh, You shouldn't imagine uh, maybe one or two here and there where people like to back up their quarterbacks. But seriously, there is no point in drafting a quarterback here. I will probably wait until the 10th, 11th round. Um, I'm also going to flick onto the tight ends to see if there's anyone that I like. Uh, I'm not massively high on David Njoku because I think that Landry and Beckham are going to get their fair share um, and take some targets away from him. Uh, we've spoke about TJ Hawkinson. And I don't like him. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is still on the board, apparently. Um, he's he's actually retired, so I'm not thinking about that. Delaney Walker, Aston Huber. Now, I've got a little trick up my sleeve for tight end, so I'm going to wait for another couple of rounds before I get my tight end. So that means I'm going running back or wide receiver. Uh, I've already got four running backs. However, I do love the upside of Ronald Jones sitting there. He's still available. Uh, and like you said, Royce Freeman as well. However, I think it would be remiss of me if I didn't go wide receiver here. Uh there is uh Geronimo Allison is still on the board. Tons of upside for Geronimo Allison, but I do not like him because of his injury proneness. Yeah. He doesn't seem to finish many seasons and I'm not sure I can I can trust him. Um, so what I'm gonna do, actually, I'm gonna ying your yang, and I'm gonna go for Golden Tate, um also from the from the New York Giants. I think him and Sterling Shepard are gonna be very similar. I think they're gonna see similar targets. I think they're gonna see uh, have a similar role in the offense. So, so yeah, I I, I prefer Shepard, but I'm more than happy to grab Tate because if things don't work out for Shepard, Tate's gonna get all the ball. No, right. yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, he's our kind of guy.
1: Uh, Eli Manning doesn't have a lot of juice left in that arm, so he's going to be drinking and dunking all, all he can, so Golden gates is a good thing.
0: Yeah, okay, so what we'll do from now, Stephen, is we'll pick up the pace a little bit. Um, it, oh, excuse me. <coughs> I seem to have um, swallowed my drink down the wrong hole. Uh, we'll, we'll fly through these next few picks, and we'll, we'll just uh, we'll let it roll now, and we'll have a brief uh, sort of one minute chat about who we are talking who, who we are looking to pick up um there's two picks before my next pick uh i am do you know what <laughs> i get itchy feet there seeing david and has who's just gone off the board at 8 12 um i am gonna go ahead and draft my tight end here it's a reach but i don't want to Let me just just double check this because 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. See, again, every other team except from mine and yours have got tight ends. So actually, thinking about it logically, there's no real point in drafting my tight end here when there's still plenty of upside available at the wide receiver and running back position okay there's one more pick before me now uh and i must say if ronald jones is still available i'm just going to take him he he, yes he's my fifth running back off the board but at this point at 9-2 this guy could be the starting running back come week one and that's just another it could be trade bait for me to use um you know if one of my other guys might get injured so he's a good piece to have in my opinion at 9-2 so providing he makes it back to me which we will find out in one second he did because Geronimo Allison went off the board. So I'm going to go and take uh, Ronald Jones here, uh, which leaves you with what, Steve?
1: I think that's a great pick. Um, you know, look, I like Ronald Jones. Uh, if he can be the starter on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the only problem with him is that he's not a pass-catching running back. And these Arians does love in the pass-catching running back. That would be Peyton Barber. Uh, he's the better of the two. But really, I and mean, it's not like Pete Barber's, uh, you know, blowing well, anyone's tits off with his, uh, pass catching. So, um, I'm actually going to take Corey Davis here in the ninth round. And this is the guy who I was hoping would get back to me. Um, so Corey Davis, actually, Josh, EHD on Twitter, he's loving Corey Davis. He said that he thinks that Corey Davis, he 140 parts this year. He had a wow. hundred. I know. I know. That's a lot. Uh, but he had 112 last year in 16 games. Um, he's so a new offensive coordinator, obviously. It can't be any worse than last year in the passing game, right? Demarcus Mario then the Titans. I and mean, they have to improve. So that's why they got Adam Humphries, they got AJ Brown. They want weapons around Corey Davis, and I think it's only gonna help him. In the ninth round, I'm feeling pretty good about Corey Davis now. I've talked myself into him as being a good late round guy, ninth, tenth round,
0: uh fourth, fifth wide receiver. There's not
1: much risk and you know, all the
0: other yeah, absolutely. Um, you, again, when you go here at 9-3, you can't, you can't miss on some of the upside. And we know Corey Davis has got the talent. That's the most frustrating thing about Corey Davis. And I've, I've been on that train for the last two years. So I'm well and truly off the tracks. And I am through the station in a taxi. I've gone miles away now from, from Corey Davis just because he's, he's, he hasn't been that guy that I wanted him to be. But absolutely, there's definitely upside there. Um, and he's the kind of guy that can just... Can just take off at a moment's notice, so, um, so yeah, very good uh, there. So you're sitting here. Let me just quickly go through your team: Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, AJ Green, Kenyon Drake, Tyreek Hill, Tevin Coleman, Aaron Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Corey Davis. Those last three picks for you, upside to the max at wide receiver. I'm liking it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Carlos Hyde would this now uh, at the 10-10 I think that would be a fantastic pick. 10 Uh 5 Look, you Carlos Seid in the 10th round, he could be a lead winner for you, I'm, I'm telling you. Okay. I mean, look, look what he did last year in the first few weeks with uh, the Browns. He scored six touchdowns in five games. He was a RB1, and then he got traded. What did he do in 2017 with 49ers? He was the RB10 overall. caught 59 passes in the 49 offense offense, uh, so he know he can catch the ball. And now he's an Andy Reid offense. I mean, look, that's crazy yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually gonna look at the board real quick. Um, uh, there's a guy who I wanna get running back. And then there's one wide receiver I want. So I'm gonna get the running back, because I usually miss out on them every time I try to do this. I'm gonna get Damian Harris right here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh running back for the ring of the just in case you can get 10 to 12 carries a game, I think at the late 10th round, if you're getting that in the New England Patriots backfield, that's pretty solid value. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for my next pick, um, I've just noticed that DeeDee Westbrook is still on the board, and if we were tier-based, if I was tier-based drafting right now, uh, DeeDee Westbrook is in a tier above uh, the others, which is uh, Manuel Sanders, Deshaun Jackson, Kiki QT, James Washington, Curtis Samuel. Uh, DeeDee Westbrook is in the tier above those guys, so I'm going to go ahead and just gra- draft some depth for my wide receivers and pick up DeeDee Westbrook, who m- p- might well be the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. I think, in fact, I think he probably is the wide receiver one in Jacksonville uh, with obviously Nick Foles coming into the team. Uh, it, it could be a massive year for, for Westbrook and draft him at 10-11. <laughs> round 10-11th pick, you're really not going to go wrong really getting someone like TD Westbrook. Um so yeah. Love... Oh,
1: Great
0: bird. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I, I think he's the wide receiver one. Like but... Yeah, I think so too. Um, he's my Currently is my wide receiver thirty three, so actually this is a, quite a still for me if, I, if my rankings are correct. Uh, let me just go through then from uh, the last round because I didn't I didn't back up the last round. Uh, what we did, uh, I drafted Ronald Jones, you drafted Corey Davis, then castle Wentz, Royce Freeman, Cortland Sutton, Jared Goff, Jared McKinnon, Kyler Murray. So my talk about the quarterbacks probably not being drafted over the next couple of rounds has been completely squashed there. As four have come off the board as Philip Rivers goes as well. The uh, Sean McCoy Marvin. Jones, Jalen Samuel, Larry Fitz, Los Angeles Rams, defense, Ito Smith, Carlos Hyde, as you said, Stephen, uh, Doug Baldwin, Peyton Barber, Don Toformin, McCall uh, and then we were at your, Damian Harris and my, Didi Westbrook. Uh, actually, out of that group that drafted before you picked there, the McCall Hardmans, Don Foremans, Doug Doug Baldwin went at 10-6, he's retired. That was uh, obviously a blip here by a sleeper. Um, Carlos Hyde, uh, yes, Carlos Hyde. There is the one guy that I would probably draft. The rest, Larry Fitzgerald, I've got no interest. Even though this is a, a, a ten and um, yeah, ten o two was a, a pretty late for Larry Fitz, but I think he certainly drops off somewhat this year. Um, is there any sort of bargain other than Carlos Hyde? Is there anyone that you really fancied in that little group there?
1: Well, you know, Jalen Sanders and Katie Barber could have very good value. I think they're worth a shot uh, mm-hmm. at this point in the draft um, because they can certainly get uh, quality touches in uh, potent offenses. So sure. I think they're worth a shot. Um, let me ask you are we drafting defenses and kickers in this draft?
0: Um, yes, we are.
1: Okay, so
0: that means that for our four, next four picks,
1: we need a tight end, quarterback, defense, and kicker. So we can't go anywhere else.
0: Yes, that is correct. Uh, <laughs> and Thanks for picking up on that, actually. Uh, just so there's four picks left. Um, so in that case, um, I'm going to go for my tight end because the guy that I want the most out of those last four positions. Actually, um, that's silly. Let me check the quarterbacks. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Dak Prescott here just because uh, I'm not sure he's gonna make it back through to me. So there you go. Dak Prescott is my quarterback in the eleventh round.
1: Well, an eye for an eye, because I was gonna go Dak Prescott for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, there
0: we go. So
1: now, you know, I'm looking at the quarterback's Josh Allen. I would I would take him here, Kirk and Jackson. I'm more interested in um Sandol, I know, there's a guy who I'm happy with uh, of
0: that. So there was there was two there was two top ten uh, uh, quarterbacks in my rankings. There were two, uh, when I picked there Dak Prescott is my tenth ranked and Lamar Jackson is actually my ninth but my ninth ranked a quarterback. Um, there's not a lot in it, just a couple of points uh, between them in my rankings. So so yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, there's still players in and around there that are gonna be good in fantasy this year. Yeah, 100%.
1: I'm just going to play the game a little bit here again, and I'm going to go uh, get my tight end, which, uh, well, actually, you know what? So I would normally get Trae because There's two guys who I really like at this spot in the MFSS. is are Your boy, Jack Doyle. Yep. Normally, I would get Trae Bird, but I have Alan Robinson. He's going to be a part of this team. I really don't want two bears, um, and I would love to be attached to him. Tight end position, Let's go down here, all the way down here. Yeah. I mean, nobody, everyone's forgetting about Zach Doyle. Uh, but look, we have to understand Zach Doyle when he's on the field, he's getting ninety percent of the snaps. Uh, he is the possession receiver for uh, for uh, the run out tight end position, and he's a great red zone threat. Zach uh, is an awesome, field, but everyone is just forgetting
0: about yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like we said, Andrew Lucky loves his tight ends. So uh, 11-3 and in the back of the draft there, Jack Doyle. You can't really go wrong. Uh, after your pick of Jack Doyle, Kiki Tutti, Ben Roethlisberger, Alexander Matteson, who for me is one of my favorite um uh, handcuffs this season uh, Los Angeles Chargers defense Adrian Peterson, there you go, 11-8 he is an absolute steal down in these depths uh, Emmanuel Sanders, as is Curtis Samuel in my opinion Deshaun Jackson's got potential on up, an upside, uh, Ravens defense uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is a guy that's very interesting at 12-1, he could definitely take on that uh, wide receiver 2 role in, in a coveted wide receiver 2 role in Green Bay um, so for me, uh, yeah, 12-1 one, that's a fantastic value for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, TJ Hawkinson, James Washington, Devin Singletary uh, there goes Rob Gronkowski uh, that was obviously one of the auto picks uh, Devin Funches Marquise Brown, this is good value down here guys as well uh, Jay Ajayi, obviously another uh, auto pick there, unfortunately we didn't get rid of those which I should have probably done before the draft uh, Paris Campbell, there he is 12.9, uh, 12th round, Paris Campbell was a guy with Ten, tons of upside. Uh, okay, so uh steven you're so it's a quarterback, uh, a DST or a kicker. I'm gonna put my money on the quarterback going right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. You gotta get a quarterback at the spot. Um, not exactly thrilled about it, um, but you know, picking between these guys. Honestly, if I were to uh, have some more time to look at the schedule, and I'm talking about like the upcoming schedule for Week One, in 2019. I'd probably pick the guy with the best uh, favorable stick. Because at this point in the draft, you're probably going to stream a quarterback. But if you're going to pick a guy that you think can be the guy, um, I'm going to get Lamar Jackson. And, you know, I think he has an upside of 1,000 yards rushing. Um, he's yeah. probably going to be somewhere, you know, in between 600 and 800 yards rushing. That's a solid floor for a quarterback. Um, and, and I'm happy with that. And I think he's got a lot of weapons out there now with Boykin, Mark Brown, Mark Andrews. Am- I, I, and they're gonna you know they're gonna keep him honest with the running back with Mark Ingram and justice Hill. so yeah you've got a lot of uh, success yeah.
0: yeah absolutely and like i said he's my he's my quarterback nine so that for me is just tremendous value he is the uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 12 13 14 15 16. he's a 17th quarterback off the board and yeah. you know that's just terrific value. um So th- here you go, guys. Do not draft a quarterback unless it's terrific value in the first seven rounds. I mean, I picked up yesterday in a mock draft. I pick up. uh I picked up um Aaron Rodgers in the seventh round. I thought that was terrific value. Uh, so if that happens, then fine. But uh, you know, other than that, if these guys don't fall to that sort of seventh, eighth round, then just just leave it. Leave it till right at the end of the draft. Because look who we've got in the last two rounds. I've got Dak Prescott. Steven's got Lamar Jackson, uh, and even Ben Roethlisberger went off in between them. So uh, that's great. Let me take you a little bit through a little bit of crazy, which I've just done here. I still haven't got a tight end, but this is how confident and how late I'm drafting my tight end, because I've just I've just grabbed uh, Greg the Leg, who is the first uh, kicker off the board. Kickers Hello. matter, guys. Kickers matter. <laughs> um, look for me. I, I always draft defense last because I stream it all season. Always have done. Always will. Yeah. Um, I know that the tight end is gonna that I want is gonna be available. And uh, if I didn't take my didn't take Greg the leg here, I think uh, it might well have gone with uh, Lawrence. Got just three picks left, and he got obviously two before me on the swing there. So he might have well. Uh, taking him i know it's a kicker i know you shouldn't talk about kickers in fantasy it's almost like a sin uh but there we go i have took greg the leg and after that (laughs) anthony miller has gone off the board fantastic value at 12-12 uh so you're gonna find out now who my tight end is i'll I'll tell you um because he's not gonna go off the board uh it's it's actually jordan reed um Jordan Reed is not getting drafted. Uh, in so There's there's Seabass. has just gone off the board. It's, isn't he retired? Oh, yeah. Yes. This is great. <laughs> Sleepy need to update their rankings right now because, yes, Seabass uh, is like the highest ranked kicker. That's crazy. Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, Jordan Reed. Um, Jordan Reed for me, I, as I look at this uh, draft board right now at tight end, there's still Delaney Walker on the board. Delaney Walker is... Um, you know, has always been a tremendous tight end. Yes, he's getting on in age, but he's still going to be targeted by Mariota. Uh, Austin Hooper, uh, he, he, he could be a red zone target in that high-powered Atlanta uh, offense. Trey Burton, his second year in Chicago, is surely going to be better than his first. Greg Olsen still around in, Car- in Carolina. Carl um, uh, Rudolph is still around. Jimmy Graham is still on the board. I mean, there's some, there's some red zone targets here. Um, Jordan Reed for me is the best pick though because when jo- if not when but if Jordan Reed plays more than what 10-11 games he is I think a lock for a top 5 tight end
1: I love it I mean look, injury is obviously a concern but if he's healthy yeah. and if he's got a rookie quarterback or if he's got Case Keenum both of those guys are going to want to target Jordan Reed
0: yeah, so let me take you through what I just what I would do there in that situation. Taking Jordan Reed, I would then play the game of, I'd wait to see if I had any off-season injuries or um, guys that maybe a D.D. Westbrook or uh, even a Golden Tate, a Jordan Howard. Uh, if, if these guys start off cold or don't get going or have a bad preseason, I might well drop them and pick up another tight end just as an insurance policy for Jordan Reed. That's, that, that is what I'd do. Um, that's that's the, what I'm sort of going with this year. But as things stand, Jordan Reed is healthy, so there's no reason why he can't be projected as a top 10 wide, a tight end at the moment.
1: I love it. So I'm going to draft a defense here, and look, there's a lot of great defenses on the board. Uh, but look, I stream defense. I think a lot of people do. And if you're streaming a defense, week one is pretty important because... Why would you draft the defense and not want to play them week one? Well, guess what? I would love to take the Texans' defense. I think they're a great defense. I think they're going to be stacked this year. But they're in New Orleans week one. Why would I draft them at the end of the draft if, I'm, if I don't want to play them in New Orleans? Because I'm not chancing you know, uh, Drew Brees going off uh, in the dome. And then, of course, you got the Vikings. Well, the first two weeks of the season, they play the Falcons and the Packers. That's not great matchup, you know? So I'm a steamer by heart when it by by nature when it comes to defense. So I'm actually gonna draft the Cowboys. They open the season up at home against the Giants. Then they have um check out their schedule real quick and justify why I just drafted them. Um, they have the Giants at home, then they follow that with the Redskins on the road, and then they have the Dolphins at home week three. So favorable matchups that I could feel comfortable with. I think the Cowboys are actually very good defensively. We saw it last
0: year really good. I think they even got better. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'd reiterate that. That's definitely a team that I'll be targeting uh, in the late rounds. If they fall to me in the last round, then brilliant. The Dallas Cowboys are definitely uh, the defense that I want for week one, uh, as you said. So yeah, when you you play fantasy football as much as people like you you and I do, you know that you you pick up the defense with one of your two last picks because you just stream it because defense scores every week is is you know one week will be brilliant one week will be poor. Yeah. then you learn how to you learn how to pick up you learn how to use the waiver wire for defenses and uh, you know if you're new to fancy football i can't stress enough don't be over enamored with drafting a quarterback early and definitely leave your kicker and, and defense till last with you, buddy. You've just snagged Robbie Gould, which, of course, uh, you know, he's safe. And I'm going to go ahead. And do you know what? I'm going to draft the Packers' defense just because uh, the Packers' defense, I think, is slightly underrated. Uh, They're quite young, and I think they're going to be much better this year. But, like I said, don't care because I will (laughs) probably change that before week one if there's a better matchup out there. So um, that is the draft wrapped up up so let's just go through my team steven you have got um at running back christian mccaffrey leonard fournette kenyon drake tevin coleman damian harris how do you feel about your backs
1: i feel pretty good about the backs um i never go running back running back so i better feel good about it
0: yeah i I think you've got a a very solid core there at at running back uh receiver um aj green Hill. Alan Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Corey Davis. So, the game you played there was you got your, your, your guy you're solid with, AJ Green. Uh, your dart throw was pretty much Tariq Hill because we're not sure at the moment, as things stand, what the suspension is. It could be as light as two or three games, which you then you win the draft with that pick. Um, but obviously, we'll have some clarity, hopefully, when it comes to the uh, draft season. Um, but then you've got uh, a bunch of upside guys, Alan Robinson, Sterling Shepherd and Corey Davis. Those three there were where you potentially uh, you sort of won the draft with those three picks because they could, they could all be wide receiver ones in their offences and they could all be fantastic in, in 0.5 PPR.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that if I could do it over, I would feel more comfortable getting a receiver at that two ten spot. But again, you know, at the time, there really wasn't anyone I wanted to use that pick on. Um, So, the way the draft was, I just saw the value of the running back there. Um, But, you know, usually I would like to bolster my wide receivers. I'm really banking on, you know, A.J. Green being healthy and Tyreek Hill, the suspension not being as drastic as it might be, as it could possibly be.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tight end, Jack Doyle. uh, Quarterback, Lamar Jackson. um, Defense, Dallas Cowboys and Robbie Gold. So, yeah, pretty good team there, Stephen. I'd be fairly happy if I was you. Um, My team, I started with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Devonta Freeman, Carry-on Johnson, Jordan Howard, and Ronald Jones, the second. I, I'm more than happy with those running backs. Um, oh, yeah. And I do love this strategy. I really do. I've been sort of toying with a few different strategies throughout the uh, offseason so far, and this is the one that I've fallen in love with, taking three running backs early doors uh, to get that p- 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 position solid- solidified. Then after that, my wide receiver core is Kenny Galladay, Mike Williams, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, again, I've got the solid player of Alshon Jeffrey being the wide receiver one in Philly, Mike Williams, touchdown upside, Kenny DeColaday's PPR upside, Golden Tate can go one of two ways, uh, and Dee Westbrook, potentially the, the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. So I'm happy with that. Um, Jordan Reed, as we spoke about, is my tight end. Uh, again, dart throw, and one of these players that I mentioned is going to be dropped for the season to pick up a, a spare tight end. Potentially, if Jordan Reed is 100% healthy heading into week one, then I might just play the the, uh, the waiver wire game of the tight ends anyway. Um, Dak Prescott is my quarterback, and Greg the Leg and Green Bay Packers finish that off. Oh, that was uh, that was fun, <laughs> Stephen. Thank you so much for joining me for the first ever full ten yards fantasy podcast. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a good good start. Uh, the mock is a good way to to kickstart any campaign, I believe. So, thanks for joining me today. Uh, we both drafted pretty well. Um, tell us where we can find you on Twitter and where we can where we can hear your slender tones.
1: Oh yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me once again, dude. Uh, you know, just to have you on your show for the second time uh, is an honor and a privilege. To um, always good chatting football with you. Um, sure. So, uh, my Twitter is at FFProfessorST3. Uh, you can catch the Hot Take podcast, which I host with my buddy uh, Blake Sullivan. Um, you can catch that at Full Time Fantasy Network. Uh, we are on whatever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, the whole shebang, um, go on over to Full-Time Fantasy and check out our podcast there. Um, and then, of course, we have our Draft Pros service coming up, where me, my, uh, Blake Sullivan, Nate Hamilton, and Jeff Lambert are going to be offering uh personalized draft service where we can be uh, video chatting with you during your draft. Uh, You're on life. the clock. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. You're on the clock at the 108. What do you do? Well, we'll talk you through it. Um, and then give you a draft grade at the end, and then, of course, um, guide you through uh, your in-season questions. Um, So we're looking forward to that over at EFSGN.com.
0: Yeah, that is uh, – You listen, guys, you want these guys telling you what to do in your draft. Uh, you know, they've been there and done it, uh, Stephen and, and, and Nate and, and Blake, brilliant to listen to as well. So do go check their show out uh, and go follow them on Twitter. Uh, you will win your fantasy leagues if you start listening to these sort of people. Um, so, yeah, thanks ever so much, Stephen, for coming on. And no doubt we'll speak to you again in the season, and uh, we'll catch up with you to see how you get on. All
1: right, Rob, thanks for having me,
0: buddy. Thanks, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the fantastic Stephen Taroni. Do go follow him on Twitter. It's f at ff professor. St3, you've got to go follow him um, he's a really good follow and listen to the boys as well they, they do a good podcast uh, over there at Hot Takes Pod um, so yeah thanks for joining me for the first podcast of the full 10 yards fantasy career uh, it's been a good one I think um, a little over, uh, over time an hour and 15 minutes so uh, one to sink your teeth in for sure but I hope you've taken a lot out of it I just said to Stephen off air there as we finished it's good for us to uh, tell you our opinions and to show you where we what who we're drafting at where we're drafting them um, because there's lots of questions when it comes up to draft time. Uh, you know what what's the upside of these guys? Who who would the you know who would the analysts draft here and there? Um, so that's yeah a bit of an insight for you. So it won't be the last one. We'll probably do another one in a couple of weeks time. Um, maybe get an, another couple of, of analysts on the show uh, to do that with. Um, um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. And like I said, go follow us on Twitter at f10y. 10 yards but f10y fantasy that's this show follow me on twitter at FFBritballer, and and the the main account which is at full 10 yards Uh, there's so much stuff going on at the moment you don't want to miss out there is stuff for everyone even if you you're a beginner getting into NFL, or you're a seasoned pro, and you have 50 leagues like our writer Lawrence does. Yes, 550. Five, He's absolutely nuts. Uh, if you have 50 fantasy leagues like him, uh, there's stuff for you on here as well. So, so yeah, www.full10yards.com calm go and uh yeah go and just read uh it's fantastic to, to learn so thanks for joining me once again and uh yeah we'll be back hopefully we're going to make this sort of a, a semi-regular occurrence maybe every couple of weeks uh, to start with see how it goes um but yeah for now it's uh see you on the other side as lee would say and uh we'll catch you next week thanks for listening in the famous words of kevin gadle it's a bye-bye for now bye-bye For listening to the Full Ten Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards. Or email the show, Full
1: Ten Yards at gmail.com.